Man, I am uh, grateful and thankful that one, that uh, not only does uh, he trust me, but obviously God trusts me uh, to be able to be up here this morning. But uh, I'm just thankful that um, I can be used to allow our pastor to have some time off because he needs it. So that's great. So if this is your very first time here today, I said this a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago or so uh, on a Wednesday night. Listen, what you're getting today is like third string. So, so here's what I want you to do. If this is your first time today, listen, make sure you come back. Make sure you come back and, and hear our pastor because it can only get better from here, <laughs> right? So uh, guys, would you turn with me to Acts chapter 4, verse 23? Acts chapter 4, verse 23. Let's read. And it says, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, Thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that, is, that them is. Who by the mouth of thy servant David had said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of this earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For a truth against the holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. For by stretching forth thine hand to heal and thy signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled by the, with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Father, I just thank you so much for today, God. I just thank you for allowing me this opportunity. Father, I pray that you just give me all the right words to say. God, I'm praying right now that... That, that you're already opening up the minds and the hearts of the people that are here. And Lord, your words just touch them in a, in a special way today. Father, this has got nothing to do with me. God, I don't want any honor and glory for being up here. This is, I, I'm, I'm nothing. Lord, I'm nothing but just a vessel that you're using. So Lord, I pray that, that today, above all things, that you receive honor and glory for the things that are said. So God, I just love you and thank you. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. So, to just kind of set the table and tell you about uh, where we're at in Scripture, we find that all throughout the Bible, all throughout the Bible, God's people, they go to Him in prayer. And listen, the Bible tells us that we are created for God's glory. The Bible tells us that we are created to bring honor and glory to God. Listen, we're here to worship Him. We were created for His pleasure but we were also created to be in a relationship with God. It tells us in Genesis that God created man, and when God created man, he, he fellowshiped with man, He walked with man. We were created to have a relationship with God. Well, the problem with that is, is, is in the garden, man sinned. Man sinned. But listen, I am so glad that we serve a God that already had a plan before we even knew we needed a plan. 
So what did God do? God sent his son Jesus down on this earth. And because of what Jesus done, he came and he died on the cross. And that was able to, to make that connection. And that connection could be made again. The Bible says that we have access to the Father through the Son. Because of Jesus, we have access to the Father. And through that access, we find that we have power. And through that access, we find that we've got mercy. Through that access, we have grace. Through that access, we have provision. Because of that access, we have everything we need to be what God has designed us to be. And because of Jesus... That relationship is restored. But listen, for a relationship to to be healthy, you've got to spend good quality time together. You've got to have regular communication. You see, regular communication is the key to any close relationship. Right now, 65% of marriages are failing because they don't have communication. Well, listen, that's the same way with God. It's the exact same way. If you want to have a close relationship with God, you're going to have to spend some time with Him. So how can we do that? Well, listen, one of the most effective ways that we can spend time with God is through prayer. He gives us that opportunity. Listen, and prayer is simply just talking to God. That's all it is. It's just talking to God. But listen, it's not only talking to God, but we've got to listen. And then we've got to hear. And when I say that word hear, that, that means that you're going to go out and do what he's telling you to do. So, so prayer is just communicating with God, but we, do, we can do it in the same way that we would interact with a spouse or even a friend. Listen, when you pray to God, you should be authentic and sincere. Now maybe you're having a tough time going to God with prayer because you know somebody that just prays these sweet and special prayers. Listen, if you'll go to God and you'll be authentic and sincere, it doesn't matter what you say and it doesn't matter how you say it. God knows it. And listen, because we have access to the Father, He wants us to come to Him. He wants us to come to Him. And the Bible says that God wants us to come to Him with everything. There's nothing too small. There's nothing too big. God wants us to come to Him with everything. And you see in the Bible, you see that the early church, when they had a problem, what did they do? They prayed. When the church had a need, what did they do? They prayed. Well, that's what we see that, that's happened here in verse 23. That when Peter and John, what did they do here? They decided to get together and just have a prayer meeting. They got together and have, had a prayer meeting. So before we get to verse 23, what we find here is we find Peter and, Peter and John, they're being persecuted. They're being persecuted. You see, in, in Acts 3... In Acts 3, there was a lame man that was at the, at the temple gates. He was lame since birth. He's there, basically he's begging. People told him they're every day to beg. You've got Peter and John as they're going into the temple. Peter says, listen, silver and gold I have none, but I'll give you what I've got. And he says, by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he said, get up and walk. And Peter, Peter grabs him and picks him up. Listen, the lame man gets up and walks and he walks into the temple. But it's key to what he does when he walks in the temple. It says he went praising, worshiping God and leaping. I mean, this man went in there leaping. He couldn't even walk. And now he's jumping up and down. Praise God. Praise God. And listen, while they're at the temple, 
uh, because these people, they see the miracle, man, people are just coming all over Peter and John. They want to know what they've got to say. And, and, and they're at the temple and they're telling people about Jesus and, and the priest, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees. You know, they come up to where Peter and John are at and they just don't like it. They don't like it at all. And the Bible tells us uh, because of that, that miracle and because Peter and John were telling people about Jesus that about 5,000 people came to know Christ that day. So 5,000 people believed because of the miracle. Well, listen... The, the, the Sadducees, they didn't like it. So they came to stop Peter and John. And they came suddenly to stop Peter and John. You know, they basically just said, enough. you got to stop. you got to go. So they stopped them. They grabbed them. They took them away. They were angry because they were teaching about Jesus and the resurrection. So they put them into custody. So basically, they, just, they threw them into jail. They threw them in jail. But when they threw them in jail, they started threatening them. And in, in Acts 4.21, it mentions that they were further threatened. And I read several commentaries, and, and some of them say that in this case, they must have been getting uh, threatened before this several times, and possibly even threatening their families what they would do to them if they continued on. But even while they were in custody, Peter was still able to preach. He was able to preach with a supernatural boldness because he was filled with the Spirit. Amen. So when Peter and John were released... They were released, and by the way, when they were released, they were still threatening and punishing them. You know, don't, don't come back. If you come back, you're going to get in more trouble. They were, they were threatening them. Don't come back here and, and preach about Jesus. But what did Peter and John do? What did they do? Well, listen, the Bible tells us in verse 23 that they went back to their own company. So what, what does that mean? Man, they went back to the church. They went back to fellow believers. They went back to, to like-minded individuals that were going to think like them. Guys, when we have some problems, we need to learn from right here where we need to go to with our problems. Before we jump on Facebook and try to get some people to tell us what we want to hear or to agree with whatever agenda we got, before we call every single person that we know and try to get their opinion, before we go back to work where there's nothing but just lost individuals there and want to tell them our problems and, and hope that they tell us that, Grass is greener on the other side. Listen, we need to go to the church. We need to go to people with like-minded, the, the, the same goal in mind here. Yeah. So what did they do? They prayed. That's what like-minded people do, right? We pray because we don't have the answer. God's got the answer. Absolutely. So they prayed. In verse 24, it says that they lifted up their voice with one accord. What does that mean? They were all in agreement. They were together. They were praying for the exact same thing. So what they do? They just basically had a prayer meeting. They got together and just had a good old-fashioned prayer meeting. You see, the disciples, they understood that there is great power in prayer. But you know what they also understood? That there's great power in praying together. There's great power in praying together. When Charles Spurgeon was asked about his ministry, he replied, My people pray for me. Dr. R.A. Torrey says, Pray for great things, expect great things, work for great things, but above all else, pray. Listen, prayer is not our will getting done in heaven, but it is God's will getting done on earth. We got to pray. So let's, let's look at a few things about their prayer. 
Let's look at number one. Let's look at the recognition in prayer. The recognition in prayer. So why is this important? Listen, guys, they knew who they were talking to. They knew who they were talking to. Um, look how they address him. In Acts 4, 24, it says, Lord, thou art God. Thou art God. Listen, they didn't have to tell God that he was God. They didn't have to inform him of who he was. God is not up in heaven needing our affirmation. You know, they didn't have to say, no, no, really, Lord, you really are God. That was not the point. What they're doing here is they're declaring his greatness. And listen, when we declare God's greatness, that that honors him. That glorifies him. They were declaring his greatness. But you know what else what they were doing? They were not only glorifying God, but they were reminding themselves just who they're talking to. Don't we need reminded sometimes just who we're talking to? And that's what they were doing. They were recognizing his authority. Recognizing his authority. Now, that word Lord here, that word Lord here, it's not the normal term Lord that we see all throughout the New Testament. It's actually the Greek word for despotis, which means absolute ruler. Absolute ruler. Listen, when they prayed, they were praying with power. They were praying, praying with confidence. Uh, because they absolutely believed that God was in full control. They knew who they were talking to. They knew who they were talking to. Listen, the problem with some of us is we just don't know who we're talking to. We'll go to God with these weak and anemic prayers because in all honesty we believe that we serve a weak and anemic God. Well, God, uh, maybe if you get time, if you think it's okay, maybe if you're able to, uh, please, if you just hopefully, do you think you might could help me? We go to God with these weak and anemic prayers because we are we think we serve a weak and anemic God. And then we wonder why nothing ever happens. Listen, when they prayed, they prayed with power. They prayed with confidence. Because they believed that God was in full control. We need to check up. We need to check up and realize who we're talking to. We need to search ourselves and realize who we're talking to. Listen, when we pray, we need to realize that God is in complete, full control. But not only do we need to to recognize His authority, listen, we need to recognize His ability. We need to recognize God's ability. They went to him. They said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all in them is. Listen, they're they're remembering who they're talking to. They're not praying to an imaginary God here. They're not praying to a God that has just... Made that they didn't make him up in their head. They're praying to an all-powerful God. A God that has the power to shape things. Listen, a God that has made all things. 
a God that makes the sun rise, a God that puts the very breath in our lungs. How can we know God's ability? First of all, we need to open our Bibles. Listen, open our Bibles. Look at the Scripture. Know His Word. That, that's what happened here. That's, that's what they've done here. If we see, we look at, at verse 25. It says, Who by the mouth of the servant David has said. They were quoting Scripture back. Listen, we know all Scripture comes from God. They knew all Scripture come from God. They believed fully that even though that David said it, that this come from God. And they were quoting Scripture back. What were they, what were they quoting? Well, they were quoting Psalm 2. And, and I won't go into just super great detail about Psalm 2. You just, you'd have to go back and read it. But, but basically what Psalm 2 is talking about is it's talking about a time where God is all-powerful and He's in control. And, and God is even laughing at His enemies. That's how they knew God's ability. They knew the scripture. They knew the word. For some of us, we don't realize God's ability because we don't even know his word. We don't know what he's already done. We don't know what he's already telling us he's going to do. We, We need to know his word. We need to recognize his authority. We need to recognize his ability. We got to know the word. Listen, when we have problems... When we have problems, we need to pray. When we have issues, listen, we need to pray. When we go to, when we go to God in prayer, listen, we, we need to recognize that there's nothing that He can't do. I'm going to say that again. When we go to God in prayer, we've got to recognize that there is nothing that He can't do. So, so not only do we see the, the recognition in their prayer, but let's look at the request. Let's look at the request they had. What did they ask for? What did they ask for? Well, they asked for boldness to proclaim the gospel. It says in verse 29, and it says, And grant unto them thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. They prayed for boldness. Listen, they prayed for enablement, not escape. Fair view, they were praying for strength, not safety. Listen, they prayed for power, not protection. They prayed for boldness to proclaim the gospel. Phillips Brooks says, Do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger men and women. Do not pray for tasks equal to your powers. Pray for powers equal to your task. Listen, they prayed for boldness to proclaim the gospel. What are we praying for? What do we go to God for? Do we pray for His strength or do we pray for an escape? Are we praying for God's help or are we praying for a way out? Listen, when we go to God, we need to, we need to pray for boldness. But not only boldness, there's a specific thing we need to be praying for, and that's boldness so that we can stand up and proclaim the gospel with our lives. Amen. So they not only prayed for boldness to preach the gospel, but listen, look what they asked. They asked for miracles. They asked for miracles to, keep, to encourage their boldness. 
They asked for miracles to encourage their boldness. See, in Acts 3, Peter and John were able to perform a miracle. But let me just go ahead and tell you, I think you guys know this, but I want to make it very clear today. Because I don't want anybody to leave here thinking that Peter and John are just uh, above normal. Peter and John didn't perform any miracles. God performed the miracle. God performed the miracle. They were just the vessel that God used. Listen, we got to be careful. We got to be careful because in our flesh, boy, sometimes we can get prideful. So we got to be careful. We got to make sure that when we ask God to provide us somebody we can share the gospel to, when we ask God to lead us to somebody that we can lead to Christ, we have to be very careful that in our flesh that we, we realize it is not us. It's got nothing to do with us. All we're doing is being obedient to what God has commanded us to do. It's all God that's doing it. It's all God that's performing this miracle. It's all God that's leading somebody to Christ. It has nothing to do with us. It's not us. And listen, the disciples knew that. They knew that. It says, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and the signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. What are they saying? We want you to go before us. And start preparing these miracles. We want you to go in front of us and start preparing these miracles. Well, what did they need? They wanted miracles to encourage their boldness. Well, there's something special that happens when when they're able to to perform this miracle. And and a guy gets up and he's leaping and he's hollering and he's praising the Lord. And because of what he's, because of what's God done and because of what he's doing by praising God... That, that many, many people come upon them so that they're able to, to share the gospel. There's something encouraging about that, right? Amen. Let me tell you that, that just this week, just this week alone, my family, we got an answered prayer. For us, I'll just, I'll just tell you, for us, it, it was a miracle for us. In our family, it was a miracle. But it was God that answered the prayer. Listen, my daughter was uh, going through some, some health issues and, and uh, the doctors really thought that it was going a, in a bad direction. She had to go get some tests run. And it, it really, it had us shaken. It had us scared. And, and in our home we were praying. Our family was praying. My small group was praying. My daughter's small group was praying. Church staff was praying. And, and listen, let me just say this. When you come to, to us as a staff or us as a church and you have a need, I, I want you to feel confident. Guys, we are praying for you. I, I want you to feel confident. Fairview, I want you to know that when you go to Tim with, with problems and needs... He's bringing them back to us. I promise you, we're praying for you, Fairview. We're praying. Guys, we had tons of people praying. This was a big deal for us. I got a text on Wednesday. My wife's still at work. I'm at work. Uh, We're we're fortunate enough to, to, honestly, we go to church with several of the, the physicians that my daughter sees. So we are fortunate enough to, sometimes we get some of that information a little faster than, than normal. And uh, they, they let Stephanie know that everything was negative. Everything was clear. 
As soon as I got the text, I was in the middle of a conversation. I couldn't help but to stop and just say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So when we got home that night, we were, we were able to, to share with the kids. We were, we were able to share with Abby. This was an answered prayer. This was an answered prayer. Now she knew that tons of people were praying for her. She knew that the small group was praying for her. She knew that, that her small group was praying for her. She knew that the staff was praying for her. This was an answered prayer. Why did we tell her this? Why did we make sure that Abby knew that this was an answered prayer? Because listen, we wanted to encourage her with some boldness here. I want her going back leaping with joy and telling people the results. And when they say, well, how did this happen? She can say, it was because of Jesus. The next time that somebody comes to her and they've got a problem and they've got a situation, I want her to be able to say, let me tell you what we need to do because I know it works because it happened for me. Let's pray. I want her to know and believe that this works. How does she know and believe? Because it happened in her life. This wasn't a coincidence. This was God. And that's what, the, that's what the disciples wanted here. They wanted more miracles so that they could have boldness and go out and share the faith. They could go out and proclaim the gospel. Listen, God's touch and God's move. Listen, it, it put them in a place where they had boldness to proclaim the gospel. That put them in a place where they had the boldness to go out and proclaim the gospel. Listen, those results that, that we received Wednesday, not only is going to give myself and, and my wife and my family, my group and the staff, but that's going to give my daughter the boldness to go out and proclaim the gospel. Listen, God, He doesn't answer our prayers so that we can have bigger houses. God's not answering our prayers so that we can have uh, 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 bigger cars. Listen, God, He's answering prayers so that we'll have the boldness to go out and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we need to be praying together as a church. Listen, not for easier lives but for boldness. And when we leave here today, we need to be able to tell people about Jesus. We need to be praying for boldness so that we can go out and tell people about Jesus. So not only do we see the the recognition in their prayer, we see the, the request in their prayer, but let's take a look at the response, the response to their prayer. The response to their prayer. Acts 4.31 says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were all assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. They were shaken. Now now look, let's, let's look at that word shaken. That word shaken is to disturb, to stir up, to incite, to move. I read a lot of different things, and there's some people that believe that when it talks about it being shaken, that there was a literal earthquake that happened right there. I even, man, I I read one thing where this guy was talking about an earthquake that happened in California, and it happened right at 
4.31 in the morning and he was tying them together. Look, I, I don't know. I don't know if there was an earthquake or not. I don't know. I read one where it said that maybe it wasn't an earthquake, but the, the room itself was shaken. I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but, but listen, after they prayed, listen, they were shaken. They were shaken. We know that. They were stirred up. They had a strong emotion and desire to go do something. Listen, they prayed this powerful prayer and God started moving in their lives and they wanted to go out and do something about it. Listen, that's, that's a, we just need to put this in a way that we can understand. Listen, they prayed, God, God shook them up and they were fired up. Listen, they were fired up. They were ready to leave that prayer meeting. They were ready to put into action what they prayed for. They were ready to go out. And who cares what the Sadducees says? Who cares what the, 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 the priests say? They're going to go out and they're going to do what God told them to do. They're going to keep preaching the gospel. Listen, in our lives, we need to pray in a way that we get stirred up. There, boy, there's some of us, we need some stirring up. There's some of us that are in here that, that listen, we are the, the last ones in. We're the first ones out. Don't even ask you to serve up here. Ain't going to happen. But boy, somebody better be at that coffee shop because you want that coffee, right? You need stirred up. You're more worried about getting to work tomorrow around all those lost sinners. You're more worried about getting there tomorrow and tell them about how bad Alabama is and if Nick Saban don't fire them coordinators. Listen, you're quitting. You're burning your stuff. You made him swap to be an Auburn fan. <laughs> but that's what you're worried about. You leave here, you can't even remember exactly what we talked about. You, you, we've done talk about where they, they went and they lifted their voices up. Basically, they were praying out loud. And as soon as I said that, you said, nope, this message ain't for me. I'm not going to pray out loud. Because there's some of us in here that we just won't do it. Now, look, I know that there is, as honestly, there is a legitimate fear where people just, you can't talk, uh, you, you don't like public speaking, you don't like to talk out loud. And I get that. I really do get that. But, but, you know, you can do a couple of things. One, you ever, you ever had a hard day, hard day at work? I mean, long, hard day at work. And, and, and you, you lay down in bed and you realize, uh-oh, I forgot to pray today. So you close your eyes and you go to praying and then you wake up the next morning and your hands are still like this because you fell asleep. You know what you could do? You could try praying out loud while you're laying there in bed. I bet it's a little harder to go to sleep when you're doing that. But, but you know what you could do right here? Instead of, instead of worrying about right now, worrying about getting, getting to work and grappling and complaining about the ball game or grappling and complaining that you had a honeydew list a mile long so you didn't get to go out in the woods and hunt yesterday, you know what you could do? You could go back and you could say, Hey, can I share with you what I learned yesterday at church? Can I share with you just one little thing that God's done in my life? That's right. You don't got to go back and preach to them. Yeah. 
Don't go, you don't got to go home and, and hope that the service gets put online so you can listen to it three or four times and get it word for word. You don't have to go, you listen, you don't have to go to, go to work tomorrow and say, uh, number one, recognition in prayer. <laughs> but what you can do is listen, when you go to work, before you start talking about the ball game, you could say, hey, do you mind if I share a little bit about what happened yesterday at church? I'd love to just tell you about it. I'd love to share that with you. Some of us need a little stirring up. Listen, there's some of us in here that that we need a little stirring up, not because we're not doing anything, but listen, we're doing everything. We're doing everything. And I already had this. This was already in the notes. But you know what? When I sat right there to to Steve, y'all know my buddy Steve, when we sat down... He, he told me, he said, sometimes I just get discouraged and wonder if what I'm doing even matters. Steve's part of our DMD. Steve goes around. He shares the gospel with people. Everywhere he goes, he's telling people about Jesus. Steve not only is telling people about Jesus, but he's also trying to provide a place where they can worship. Believe it or not, people, there, there are folks out there in this community that are not going to walk in the doors of this church. And it's got nothing to do with Temple Baptist Church. They're just not going to walk in the doors of any church. Fair of you, you've got people that are out there in your community that are not going to come to your church. So what does Steve do? Steve's not only sacrificing his time, but he's also sacrificing his home. He invites people to his home to come and join a micro church. Steve goes to where, where they're at. He started a micro, shirt, a micro church in a skateboard shop one time. I think he had one maybe even in a coffee shop one time. Listen, Steve goes to where they're at, and if they won't go there, he invites them to his home. He sacrifices. Steve sometimes needs a little stirring up. He gets discouraged. He said somebody come up and hugged his neck and said, Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for for, for telling me and doing what you're doing. What is that doing? What is that doing for Steve? Listen, that's stirring him up. That's getting him fired up. That's getting him pumped up. And there's some of us in here that, look, we're here every single Sunday. We're serving every single Sunday. I feel sorry for the people in, in the kids' area. Man, them babies is crying and uh, hollering. But look, they're here working and they're here serving every single week. Who are they doing that for? They're doing that for you. These are not people that just love holding babies so bad that they're willing to to sacrifice their time to do that. They're doing that for you. So we've got people that are up here. And listen, they're, they're up every single week. They're serving. They're giving their time. They're going back to work and they're telling people about Jesus. They're telling people about what Jesus is doing in their lives. And, and nobody's listening. Nobody's responding. So what do they need? Listen, they need stirred up. They need some encouragement. They need some strength. And listen, I want to say this. Sometimes being stirred up is not easy. It's not easy. You see, we get, we get real comfortable where we're sitting at. We get real comfortable where we're at. And if we get stirred up, we just might have to do something that, whew, God, I really didn't want to do that. So being stirred up, it ain't always easy because it's going to get us out of that comfort zone. 
But I want to tell you this. I want to tell you this. When God goes to stirring, listen, He provides help. You're not going to do this on your own. He provides help. Look what it said. It said they were filled with the Spirit. They were filled with the Spirit. And listen, being filled with the Spirit, we've talked about this many, many times. Being filled with the Spirit, it just means, listen, you're being controlled by the Spirit. It's giving God control of our lives and submitting to His will, not ours. That's what being filled with the Spirit is. Don't get carried away. Don't, don't think it's something uh, 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 spooky and crazy. Man, it just means, listen, God, direct my path. Help me. You do it. I can't do it. You know what I prayed all yesterday, all day today, all this morning? Fill me with your Spirit. This ain't me up here. This is all God up here. Amen. Couldn't do it without Him. And that's all that is. And listen, we even joked and we kid, uh, 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 kidded one time. We told the story about Steve when he said, you mean I can ask this more than once? If I'm not mistaken, this was the third time that Peter had done asked to be filled with the Spirit. Listen, you can be filled with the Spirit as many times as you need. That's up to you. Now for me personally, one time ain't enough. Waking up in the morning and saying being filled with the Spirit's not enough. I, listen, I'm hard-headed. I'm slow. God knows it. And He gives me that opportunity so I can go to Him all day long. And that's what I have to do. That's what, that's what Peter and John are doing here. They're asking to be filled with the Spirit so they can keep preaching the gospel. Under threats. Under persecution. Listen, they weren't in control. God was in control, and they knew it. They knew it. That's why they were praying to be filled with the Spirit. Now, for some of us in here, for some of us in here, you know, I believe uh, we, we may be refusing to be uh, asked to be filled with the Spirit because you just don't want to do what God's telling you to do. You may say, look, I'm scared to talk to people. I'm terrified. I can't, I can't do this. Well, I, I want to just let you know, it is scary. In all reality, it is scary. We all get scared. B- believe it or not, and a lot of people, don't, they really don't believe this. I, I, I don't find myself being quite as, as shy as pastor. But when he tells you that he's a shy person, trust me, I've been out of town with him. We've traveled. This is a shy dude. If he had his choice, he would be hunkered in a corner, not even wanting to look up. It's scary. I get scared. I get scared. It's scary. And for some of us, listen, we don't want to, be, we don't want to pray to be filled with the Spirit because we know if we pray to be spirit, filled with the Spirit, then we're going to have to do something about it. So you're just sitting there and you're saying, ha. I've got this figured out. I believe I can trick God. What I'll do, what I'll do is I won't pray for boldness. What I'll do is I won't pray to be stirred up. What I'll do is I won't pray to be filled with the Spirit. And if I don't do those things, then He's not going to ask me to do anything. Yeah, if it only worked that way. That's not the way it works, guys, because here's the thing. Listen. You're either being controlled by your sinful desires or you're being controlled by the Spirit. There's there's no way around it. 
You don't get to choose uh, 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 just a little like, I won't do this, but I'll do a little bit of that. It's one way or the other. You're either being completely controlled by your sinful desires, which is very sinful to say, I just won't pray for these things because I won't do them. Or you're being controlled by the Holy Spirit. So listen, you might as well start praying for it. You might as well start praying for that boldness because he's already asking you to go out there and tell people about him. He's already asking you to go out and share the gospel. So you can either do it your way. And how's that working out for you? You can either do it your way where you try to go do it on your own and you mess up and you stumble all over yourselves and you, you, you're about to pass out because you're scared to death. Or you can ask for a little boldness. You can ask to be filled by the Spirit. And listen, it ain't you doing it. It's God doing it. It's God doing it. And here's the thing. Not only, not only do we, are they asked to be filled with the Spirit, but look, we've got to do something about it. Remember what I told you. Talking to God is, is talking. It's listening. Listening's where, where you know, look, we've got, to, we've got to work on shutting those mouths. So when we talk to God, guess what? He's talking back. And ain't it wonderful to know that when we talk to God, when we go to God with prayers, that listen, we serve a God that's going to take the time to not only talk back to us, but He's going to give us an answer and help us. So we go to God, we've got to listen for, for His help, but then it says hearing. And that word hearing, that's you've got to do something about it. It's putting it into action. And sometimes when we go to God and, and we, we, uh, we pray for things, listen... He don't always give us the answer that we want. He don't always give us the answer that we want. And sometimes we'll pray for these things and God's telling us what to do. And he's saying go right and we go left and we just wonder, why is this so hard? He, he says go right and we go left and we say, why is God not hearing me? God hears your prayers. God hears your prayers. I want you to know we serve a God that is in complete, full control, and He hears your prayers. The problem is, as He says go right and we go left, we're going to do it our way, we're not going to do it His way, and we wonder why things are not working out. I can promise you that when Peter went up to the lame man, that when Peter, when Peter told him, he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and, and, and walk. That was Peter being obedient to what God told him to do. Because if Peter would have been doing what Peter wanted to do, that man would still be laying there today. So we've got to, we've got to be able to, to, to not only listen to what God's telling us to do, but we've got to hear what God's telling us to do, and we've got to put it into action. We've got to be obedient to what God's telling us to do. And listen, if we continue to read in the book of Acts, if we continue to go through the book of Acts, listen, we know that these disciples, they continued to preach the gospel. But not only did they continue to preach the gospel, but they done it with great persecution. Great persecution. We know that God was with them. And because God was with them, many, many people believed. We see in Acts eleven twenty one it says, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Listen, when you go to, go to God with a request, be prepared to listen. 
listen for his response, but listen, be prepared. Be prepared to that, that response. It's it just not always going to be what you want it to, to be. But we've got to trust, trust and know. Man, trust and know that he knows best. We've got to believe that God knows best for our lives. So we need to obey what he's asking for you to do. You've got to obey what he's asking for you to do. Listen, as I get ready to close today, and I just want to say, where are, you at? where are you at today in your prayer life? Where are you at today in your prayer life? I can tell you that sometimes I'm not always where I need to be in my prayer life. But you know what? Since Wednesday, I've been encouraged a little more in my prayer life. So where are you at in your prayer life? For some of you today, maybe you needed, maybe you needed stirred up. You needed, to, you needed to be stirred up just so you could remember that, that we pray to a God that has all authority and all ability and all power to not only hear you, but to answer your prayers. Amen. For some of us, listen, some of us, that relationship, it may be a little strained. Your relationship may be a little strained. You really had not spoke to God in a while. You can't even remember the last time when you've really went to God and prayed. And I don't mean just prayed that weak and anemic prayer, but I mean prayed that authentic and sincere prayer. Maybe some of you today, listen, you need to just ask God, forgive me, please. Forgive me and start mending that relationship. There's probably some of you in here today that you don't even know what that relationship is. You've never even experienced that relationship. Listen, your life is still living in the garden where man sinned and that's all you know is sin. Well, I want to tell you, today you can leave here and know and have a relationship with Jesus. Listen, sin may have separated us from God. Sin may have broken that relationship with God. But God sent a way through His Son Jesus who came to this earth, died on a cross, and rose again for you. Jesus done that for you. And if you'll come to Him this morning, if you'll come to Him this morning, and if you'll pour out your sin, if you'll ask Him for forgiveness, if you will believe with all of your heart that Jesus came and died for you and He rose again. Listen, you can be saved today and you can know that relationship with Him. So listen, guys, I want you to know there is power in prayer. There's power in praying together. And God wants to have that relationship with us.